podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, business coach at Relauncher. This is a fun, relaxed episode today. The girls from 11 Events join us and their names are Amy Middlemiss and Jess Cornell. I met the girls last year, just before Christmas. I had organized a get together with business owners and I had asked people to share the details. And Amy and Jess came along with friends of theirs uh, that I was actually business coaching at the time. And we just hit it off. So I've invited the girls to come on the podcast today. It's a great episode. To give you a bit of a background, 11 Events is based here in Sydney and the business consists of a wandering bar. How good does that sound? Consciously crafted grazing tables and event styling and I've got to say their grazing tables are out of this world. They're so incredible. Each of their offerings are designed to be enjoyed by themselves or together and are perfect for weddings, events, photo shoots, corporate functions, as well as media and brand activations. So let's bring the girls on. Welcome, Amy and Jess. How are you both? We're good. Yeah, How great. are you? Thank you. I'm I'm super well and I'm really excited to have you girls on this podcast this week because there's lots we can talk about. So before we get into your business, I would love to hear about both of you. So we've got two people being both Amy and Jess. <laughs> so I think just if you take it in turns introducing yourself, that would be great. No worries. So I'm Amy. I'm one half of 11. Um, my background is in events, management, and hospitality. And yeah, Jess and I met at high school. So we've been friends since year nine. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's fabulous. <laughs> Long lasting friendship. And what about you, Jess? Um, so I am, I guess my background is as an interior designer and sort of went into interior styling and did. Um, quite a bit of work for Totem Road, which is a beautiful sustainable furniture company. And um, yeah, I was working there until Amy and I started 11 and that's it's really where it all began. That's, yeah, that's where I, it all started. Okay, so let's introduce 11. So 11 started, well, we launched 11 September last year and basically we do big, lavish grazing feasts and mm-hmm. we have a converted caravan that we've converted, sorry, into a bar. A um, wandering bar. And we do event styling. So the idea came probably a year before we launched the grazing tables last September and it initially was with the bar, the fact that we wanted to create something that was beautiful and that could wander and travel up and down the coast and serve beautiful, beautiful drinks, whether it be coffee or cocktails. Coffee or cocktails, that is a good combination. (laughs) Great combination. Yes. So when you first launched your business, it was just the grazing tables, wasn't it? You didn't have the wandering bar. No. Well, we actually wanted to launch it all together. However... We massively underestimated how long the bar would take to build. So the bar was probably in production maybe eight months before we launched the grazing tables. It actually started with the bar. The grazing tables weren't even part of the package to begin with. Um, They just kind of like naturally evolved, I guess. 
My gosh. Well, I suppose the, the what you launch with being the grazing tables is much quicker and easier to launch, so it makes sense to leave with that to begin. Well, yes. Yeah. The bar took so long, so we were sort of we just sort of thought, you know what, we'll launch this part, see how we go. Yeah. I had no idea that it was going to take off so quickly and we'd be so busy so fast. So kind of a positive that the bar took so long because otherwise we probably wouldn't have been able to establish ourselves yeah, so much. Yeah, definitely a positive in hindsight. So let's talk about then the fact that you launched and, and you have built the business so quickly because that's everyone's dream. And I would imagine because everything you do is so pretty, Instagram has certainly helped with that and then word of mouth. So can you take us through what do you think were the contributing factors to the business taking off quickly? I think definitely the fact that everything we do is so visual. Mm. Um, so everything on Instagram, everything did it digitally is, you know, it looks the way it does. We also were, I guess, lucky in some ways, but we made quite a lot of really amazing relationships with some awesome like other business owners and people. Different brands. Different brands. From the get-go really. From and that, the beginning. Yeah, that really kind of like pushed us to work with other amazing people and then obviously it's word of mouth and and that's kind of how it all just happened at once, which is Charlie amazing. was a pretty big factor. Yeah, Charlie. She was awesome and same with the guys at the shelter and Double Bear opened us up to a lot of awesome brands and people. Um, and yeah, I, there's yeah. been lots of different amazing businesses. So definitely collaborations was a huge factor for us. Yeah. Um, and has been really successful due yeah. to that. Uh, yeah. Now that you're quite well established, are you still doing collaborations? Yeah, yeah, we still do. And, like, for us, they're fun. Um, it's really interesting being able to work with different brands and kind of all put in, I guess, your own spin on the event. Yeah. I think that kind of a something that we're talking about at the moment is just how much we do collaborate without necessarily charging, just yes. that now we are in a little bit of a better position than from when we were when we first started, mm. um, just kind of almost knowing maybe are worth a little bit and when to say no to certain things. You know, this is a really interesting conversation because I see this all the time with business coaching. You know, if if I'm coaching a a brand that is brand new, well, then when they establish collaborations and partnerships, I mean, in most cases, it's like they're just gifting their services or their products for free. But the minute you do that a few times, all of a sudden you start getting, it's like, attracting the seagulls you know all of a sudden everyone is asking constantly and and then quite often the brand naturally will then just start to get annoyed because it's costing them a lot of money and and they're unsure when to say yes or no and and I see that quite often actually and it is just so much the point where like partnerships create such a valuable connection for growth and connection in business and and they have to be done but you do have to tailor them accordingly as you grow and evolve yeah definitely I think also being quite conscious of how that brand or person aligns with yourself as well um like not just taking kind of anything just for you know certain exposure when really there's no kind of 
because they're not very relative to yeah. what you do. Yeah, it's got to be a win-win for everyone or it's not. it just doesn't work. Definitely. And we're actually starting to do it more, I guess, legal-wise, making sure we have contracts and it all written down rather than it just being like, oh, yeah, we'll do this for you. Or, you know, yes. Yes. Stories. Absolutely. Yeah, but- Look, quite a few brands these days, and it's it's more the established ones, they will provide you a written document to sign. Yeah. And and it's not so much that it's to scare you, it's just so that everyone knows this is the content that we require, these are the hashtags, these are the handles, and some people actually want to approve content before it even goes live. So it just depends. Yeah. But I do think having that written down is so good for everyone, in particular if you're collaborating with an influencer because it's very easily forgotten what was agreed if it's not written down. Yes, And it's something definitely. that can be referred to as well, especially if there's like post-event content as well, like blogs or EDMs that need to be sent out, which we've done a few times with some brands. It's a good way of just touching base. Yeah, yeah and they can so they can easily be forgotten and then if you have nothing to, to refer, refer to. back to, it's really hard to kind of stand your ground and be like, no, this is what was yes. promised. Ab- absolutely. What do you think has been the biggest contributing factor to, like, do you think it's beyond Instagram and the partnerships? Do you think there's been another element which has really helped with the business? I think, I don't know if this sounds super cheesy, but definitely (laughs) the fact that we're very passionate about our ethos, which which is everything being such a high quality, you know, sustainably sourced, which makes quite a big, point of difference to some of our competitors and it also comes through obviously when people are enjoying whatever it might be it might be a grazing board or it could be a cocktail or a drink that we've created throughout the bar it really does come through I think yeah which is yeah. quite a lot of repeat business like most of the people we've done work for we've done now probably like two or three events for right um that's been the pretty- and definitely, like, I think just even Amy and myself, like, our actual relationship and what we're, both of our strengths and weaknesses, I think are very, very suited and, and I think going into partnership with someone who is almost like the opposite in a way, in yeah. certain ways, yeah. is, is really Advisable. amazing. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay, so now we're on to strengths and weaknesses. What would you say some of your strengths are? Strengths, I think, similar to what Jess said, is the fact that we both bring probably different strengths and weaknesses personally to the table. Mm. Um, I mean, I couldn't think of anything worse than trolling through Instagram looking at pictures. (laughs) (laughs) But Jess is a queen at it. it. And, (laughs) I mean, if you've seen our Instagram, it's beautiful. It's stunning. So, um definitely things like that whereas I would can't all um oh, figures and like the accounting side and even like logistical putting everything together that just makes my brain so confused most of the creative yes yeah. and Amy an absolute queen in it but also creative but like that's definitely yeah you're describing <laughs> me and my husband oh, <laughs> and hopefully it lasts but <laughs> because he's a real creative 
and I'm very strategic. Yeah, I've got creativity in me, obviously, but yeah. he's like the real creative because, yeah, he's advertising. Um, but it works because, as you say, you've got the opposites and it, it brings out your strengths really well. Yeah, definitely. And also like even the way that we look at anything, like any problems that arise or how we kind of tackle setting up anything really we've sort of got two different viewpoints that I think and luckily they don't clash yes no, <laughs> no. Yes. they haven't yet <laughs> yeah early days no, yeah. They yeah. you are still definitely in the startup phase that's for sure do you find that many people ask you to do things or um you know requests that you're not necessarily providing in the business well we started, I guess, with in terms of the grazing tables. Um, originally, that was sort of all we did. Um, but then we had so many inquiries and requests for more substantial foods and hot food, which is beyond our realm of expertise. Right. So they, they wanted more than grazing. Yeah, yeah. So they wanted, like, the beautiful cheese and everything styled the way we do it, but they wanted... <coughs> Um, you know, chicken skewers or things that, like, we actually can't legally do that ourselves even if we wanted to at the moment. So we, since that, have been working with some awesome chefs and other caterers with, again, similar ethos to us, which is that it's obviously all super high quality, all sustainably sourced. Um, So we have been able to now sort of adapt and you know, accommodate for those requests. Yeah. Uh, hot food is still, that's still something we're working on. It does add a little bit of an, another element to it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting seeing what people ask for because it's sometimes things we've never thought of, even if it's to do with, like, the our event styling. Sometimes it's for, a, like, on a scale that we haven't yet done and navigating our way through that and, thinking you know what we've actually got quite a quite a lot of demand for this so we're we're going to push this now Mm. we're going to advertise that we do the service and start building that part of our business see I would imagine you've got a couple of different target audiences being brands and PR agencies and corporate and then the end consumer as well is that right yes yeah and you would market those differently yes Definitely. Yeah. I yeah, think we're kind of working on, I guess, our whole marketing strategies. And to begin with, it was more just like, this is what we do. Look, you know, how beautiful it is. This is what we're all about. This is our ethos. And here we and now we're kind of starting to rein it out. in. Yeah. yeah. Like, this way to actually like speak to different groups of people and how we can do that and um, what are the different ways that we can achieve. Yeah, but, you know, I would imagine also you would be unsure at times on pricing for the biggest scale events as well because is that right? Uh, 100%. We're still sort of figuring out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, the amount of businesses that pricing is one of their toughest you know, decisions in their business is incredible. And they always feel like they're the only ones, but there is so, yeah, no. That's so true. It's really nice to hear that being said because we were talking about this earlier and we're thinking, you know what, are we pricing ourselves high enough? Are we 
yeah, like what, what I guess what are people's views on it? But at the same time, I guess in the way that we are different is the, the quality of the produce and the extra effort that even goes into it being styled and all those tiny little details and touches that make it so unique and beautiful. Yes. Um, so there is a lot of extra extras well, that you get as opposed to just... What I see, what I see so often is that people generally undervalue their services or their products and, and they feel, a lot of people feel guilty about charging a certain amount. But the point is, is there actually is never a right or wrong price. It really is about working out who do you want to target and then what would be, you know, the right price within that target market. But then it also comes down to marketing as well because if you've got an expensive product and your branding is really off, and you're not, and you're not targeting the right people, then it's just never ever ever going to convert. So, yeah, yeah, it's, so it comes. It, I think it's less about like what's the actual price, but it's like who am I going to target? What's the branding going to be looking like? And then the the price is like the final piece that you put in the puzzle. But it is difficult, especially when you've got a couple of different target audiences with vastly different requests in terms of you know quantity quantities and scale. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I like that, how the pricing comes last. I think yeah. that's a real... Oh, it's so interesting. So many people... <laughs> they'll be at the beginning, like they'll be bring out a new product range or they'll be launching an online, you know, thinking about creating an online course and they're like, so what should I price it at? I'm like, no, 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 you price that last because we have to create it first and work out, you know, like what are all the factors involved and then, you know, what's the branding going to be look, looking like? How are we going to target it? And then you put the price on. It's like putting the final stamp on last instead of first. Yeah. Definitely. So can we talk a little bit about the bar? Tell me about this wandering bar and I'd love it to wander over to my place. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. We're very it sounds gorgeous. Yeah. Um, well, she is a nine, well, was a 1970s caravan, um, but she doesn't look like that anymore. She's been completely... <laughs> redone and had a massive makeover she has beautiful timber benches and terrazzo stone she's got spanish tiles on back wall um three taps for all those beautiful brass beer taps so we can have like three different kegs oh my gosh awesome and then we have our amazing bartenders who are career long mixologist cocktail connoisseurs so they really got it come oh my gosh this is so funny we're having this conversation because after this uh, podcast I'm going off to learn how to make cocktails with Grant Collins oh my god that's so fun have you heard of him who what he, it, what was it he's about? a leading mixologist I've had him on the podcast before and oh, he makes gin. His, yes gin lane and he's got yeah. a place called the spritz bar which is up the road so, oh, yeah. So, do you want us to come with you? Come and meet you. Well, I saw on the Instagram account that the, he's just done this glass of gin. So, one drink is $175. Oh, you wouldn't want to knock it over. No, no, no. That is some fucking right there. Yeah. But the, the, the bar element of what you have got going on within your business is such, you know, that's a great differentiation and, and addition to the package. Like I can definitely see that taking off. Well, the kind, we kind of thought a lot of people, especially I guess in the wedding industry, 
are doing sort of bigger outdoor weddings where it's on a private property or, you know, on like quite just outside really. Yeah. And a lot of those types of events is sort of everything has to be brought brought in. So yes. there's not anything there to serve anything from. There's, you know, they have to get chairs, everything brought in. So this way you still have the full effect of a proper established sort of bar. So you can still have your tap beers, cool, like, you know, chilled wine, everything like that, but it can be, it can be brought into anywhere. Yeah. Very, very clever. And you've already taken it up to Byron Bay, haven't you? Yes. She journeyed with us. Adventure up there, which was amazing. She's so great on the road and it was on such a beautiful property overlooking like the hinterlands and it was just really stunning it was also the first time that jess and i had towed (laughs) towed her oh my gosh and we choose like a 10 hour highway before (laughs) that boyfriends stepdads any sort of person that had any experience towing had been towing it but then it's actually really quite easy like it's it's, yeah yeah well so far we neither of us have had to reverse Oh, yeah. yeah. I would definitely be no good at that. I'm definitely just forwards only. What girls should do is a big launch. Yeah, well, we we definitely definitely want to do that. We did family family friends just to, like, make sure everything worked and thought, you know, that's nice to get everyone together. But a big launch is definitely on the card. You could do two good-sized ones so that because I think part of part of the intrigue around your business, you know, and the platters and everything is it's very bespoke and it's very beautiful and it's very whimsical. And so in a way, like, you'd still want to keep it at a manageable level. So maybe doing two and inviting, like, two groups, different groups. Yeah, that's not a bad idea, actually. It's bring... Definitely. Oh, yeah, well, that's so beautiful. We had the fairy light sort of around it in Byron, which was amazing. Mm. So we'll definitely have to repeat Your invite will be in the mail. Oh, yes, (laughs) please. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So what's the focus for the second half of this year? Definitely promoting the bar. Yes. Obviously still very much grazing tables, but... The bar hasn't really received as much as much exposure and we'd love her to be out and about getting used. So yeah. I think definitely promoting promoting that part of what we offer and yeah. our event styling, which we have done quite a bit with, with our pop-up picnics and some bespoke events, but really showcasing that part of the business as well. Oh, my gosh. Congratulations. You have built such a fabulous business in such oh, a short thank you. time. Thank you. Yeah, you've done so well. So where can everyone find you? Uh, Instagram is a really great representation of everything we've done. Yeah. Um, so that's 11, as in the word 11event.co. And our website is also up. And looking great. So 11-events.com.au. Fabulous. Thank you so much for joining us here today. I have really loved speaking to you both. Thank oh, you thanks, so much Alison. for having us. It's been amazing. All your bits of advice. 
This is our first podcast. Please. <laughs> 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 